What's up, guys? Brian Wilson here. Uh, Going to be riffing on a topic for you and uh, kind of multi-purposing this on my uh, Martial Arts Academy YouTube channel and uh, in our Sports Unraveled playlist on my podcast channel, Life Unraveled Podcast. Uh, so <clears throat> we kind of, everything I put in that Sports Unraveled play, playlist is kind of like combat sports related. I'm not going to say we're not ever going to do, um, you know, some other sports coverage, but being a martial arts academy owner, you know, it's kind of obvious where my interests lie. But I will say more and more, um, I, I consider myself a commentator on the sport, and um, but more and more, uh, the longer I become involved with martial arts, the less I kind of study for sports-specific rules, but I do train athletes as well. So if you want to compete in jiu-jitsu, cool. It's like we can train for that. I was just mentioning that in a instructional I was doing for our YouTube earlier. So I'm going to share this over. This will be a uh, <coughs> a Mixed Martial Arts Unraveled episode, but I'm going to also share it over on our gym's uh, vlog for some martial arts and fitness. So if you want to check out that channel, we uh, put a lot of content on there weekly and been kind of building it up while uh, building this podcast. So it's been a great experience. Uh, today's topic, though, and you can kind of tell by the name and the video upload, is going to be kind of spinning some thoughts on the differences between kickboxing and Muay Thai. Uh, so this is kind of actually, I think, a hot button issue. Um, not issue, but just like conversation, right? This is a good conversation starter. I'm going to do some follow-ups on Eastern and Western boxing, sort of differences and ideologies and approaches and acceptances. Uh, and also, judo, jiu-jitsu, aikido, Japanese jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, kind of a <clears throat> Japanese-influenced grappling arts podcast, a discussion on that. A lot of people who might listen know not only do I own the martial arts school, I also uh, have a master's in history, and my master's thesis dealt uh, exclusively with um, martial arts history. So that's why I speak on the topic quite often. I'm still um, engaged in uh, continuing my research there. I'm always studying, always reading, um, always working with new books uh, that I've added in my collection. Um, and look forward to reviewing some of those on the podcast in the future. So uh, it's kind of nice being out of school and, um, you know, the gym has grown immensely and I had to work as a historian as well. So books that I could never afford when I was a poor and starving graduate student, I, I can now afford. And anymore, um, <clears throat> I'm just mostly buying audiobooks. So that's that. So. Let's start talking about kickboxing. For whatever reason, like when I think kickboxing, I'm like, oh, yeah, kickboxing is mixed martial art. It incorporates, you know, your more traditional martial arts styles, your Muay Thai. Like that's it. But that's just kind of like within the last, you know, 15 years since I got involved in training, that was the narrative in my mind. Now I'm tuned into a different narrative that kickboxing is not as effective as Muay Thai. So I've run into a lot of people that have this. Uh, bias against Muay Thai, uh, or for Muay Thai against kickboxing, rather. And it's always been fascinating to me because um, 
hey, you know, here are my qualms with Thai boxing. I study the shit out of Thai boxing. But um, I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. It's got some great components. I love the clinch work, but I run into a lot of people who are propagating that they're a Thai boxing gym, and they don't do any clinch work. Like one of my students was telling me he trained out in San Diego at a Thai boxing gym. He And, like, the, one of their focuses, I, I believe, was catching kicks and, and doing stuff like that. So you have, you know, different strong suits, like different <clears> – <throat> I think different martial arts schools have different flavors would be a great way of looking at it. Like uh, I remember reading about Novo Yao, this jiu-jitsu association back in the day and, and being known, uh, the Spada camp, being known, uh, early, early history of this, and I could be getting some of this wrong actually, but the, the Oswaldo Fada, Fada camp was known for their foot locks, right? Um, and that's uh, Fada is uh, who Novo Yao traces their lineage to. So hopefully I'm not misspeaking on any of that. But, you know, I, I think that, within certain Thai boxing gyms, you get a lot of uh, camps that might be known for a balanced style, right? You might have um, a good balance of kicks, punches, knees, and elbows. That's what I see the most of in Thai boxing gyms. Now, I see also Thai boxing gyms that do focus on clinch and integrate it, ones, like I said, that don't. And I see... Thai boxing gyms that um, if you if you added Dutch Muay Thai into this conversation, what they call Dutch style, um, you see little. I don't I don't want to make any generalizations here, but here's what I see: I see more boxing. We'll just leave it at that. I see a, a Thai boxing style that emphasizes Western hands more. And um, I do like the Dutch-style approach uh, a little bit more than the traditional Thai boxing approach. Now, I'll say this to you. Like, I've studied, done a lot of seminars, have a lot of different books, have done private lessons, traveled and trained. And what I tend to uh, lean towards is just, like, for example, where I was going with that is, like, different books I have on Thai boxing – there are no spinning techniques, right? There's like a spinning elbow, right? There might not even be any sidekicks. There are just techniques that anymore, and I think it's 2019 through globalization and technology and the internet, and we just have access to so much more information. Why would we turn our slant one way, right? So there's this guy I know that lived in Thailand, and he said uh, he had just gone back there recently and said uh, he was posting on Facebook. He said he was at some fights, and he said 10 years ago, you wouldn't have seen a tie throw a spinning back fist in, or a spinning sidekick in a tie boxing fight. And he's like, why not? Why not? And he said, now you are seeing it, and he thinks it's because of um, growth in the Internet and stuff like that. It's like I was talking with a podcast guest yesterday about – uh, the growth and it's like digital media, like people proclaim to be experts in digital marketing. Yes, it's like, but it's like, how long has that even been a thing? You know, it's like I remember when Windows ninety five came out. I was a kid, quite literally, have grown up with it. So, but <clears throat> it, that's not the case for all countries and all parts of the world. And I don't know the history of Thailand's, you know, how how much their infrastructure is networked with access to the internet but i know it's growing more and more internationally and i know that he was citing that as an example i'm just using that as an example so i think that um 
you know, when people hear kickboxing, they're like, oh, that's, you know, karate and taekwondo with Western boxing. Yes, that's how it started out, but it's like, also, I just, like, I don't funnel kickboxing through a rule set. And, like, when I hear Muay Thai, I think, like, sport rules Muay Thai, but I also think, like, martial arts, self-defense, hobbyist practitioner, and, and stuff like that, not necessarily strictly fighter. And that's how I think about all martial arts that I train, right? So <clears throat> I, um, my, my take on that is I think kickboxing is a more open end. Like the kickboxing I teach in my academy, is a, it, we have a boxing club, so a heavy amount of emphasis or a fair amount of emphasis on just like Western boxing, Olympic-style boxing, work with the hands, drilling to make our hands better exclusively. In our kickboxing program, I'd integrate catching kicks, clinches, takedowns, sweeps, elbows. Like, we have these system of blocks that we work on. And by blocks, I mean blocks of information. And we're trying to work all the phases of fighting. You're out fighting, you're kicking range, you're you're moving closer, you can punch, you're getting into trapping distance, you're starting to clinch and grapple. And... That is sort of my approach, and it's like, uh, again, I'm running into uh, accounts of these uh, Thai boxing schools all over that they don't emphasize even all of the elements of Muay Thai. Now, yes, this is here in the West, Uh, but then it's like also mixed accounts of uh, how Thai camps are, are working in the East. So I think that we should really honestly stop having an East and West argument. I'm going to be raising awareness about differences and similarities and just telling everybody I trained both, right? Like I study Muay Thai, I study Dutch style, I study Savat, Jeet Kune Do. It's like karate, taekwondo, boxing, kickboxing, judo. If it starts from the feet, I want to know more about it. Wrestling, freestyle, Greco. It's like that should be more the approach. And if you are doing kickboxing, MMA, <clears throat> that why would you not take that approach? You know, that's it's perfectly logical. I like to use, uh, like when I'm teaching trapping drills in um, kickboxing, it's like right now we're doing a lot of Filipino martial arts and Wing Chun-based drills, trapping drills. And it's, and it's just to get better at that, like, hey, you're in this weird uh, phase between boxing and clinching. Let's be effective there and have some tricks and so we can get there and be in control and know things that are going to happen and what goes on. And <clears throat> I always cite, like when I'm, I'm teaching trapping to people, it's like Manny Pacquiao. I started studying Filipino martial arts, studying, uh, studying stick fighting and things like that. So in the, your Filipino styles, you have a lot of uh, empty hand trapping is what I call it and that's what it's been taught to me as. But some great resources on that. And again, keep it, keep an open mind in Eastern and Western styles, but like look into some Dan Inasano approach to striking. Like I mentioned, um, Jeet Kune Do, but it's like, um, everybody knows his connections with Bruce Lee and stuff, but it's like his, his Thai boxing lineage, super legit chassis suit. Um, he's like a third degree black belt in jujitsu goes to Hicks and Gracie seminars. I believe he's under the Machados. It's like, his approach is is the same as mine. And, and the reason my approach is that way is because of people like him. It's like, why would you not study everything you can, right? And put whatever label you want on it. But I do see uh, some serious limitations with studying just strictly Muay Thai. But I study Muay Thai. It's great. I just don't call it that on my schedule. I don't tell people that's what I teach. And we get this sort of weird misnomer that kickboxing, again, is, you know, 
boxing with karate and taekwondo added to it. And <clears throat> my assertion would there there could be really nothing further from the truth there. We're we're interlacing all of these styles. The approach is mixing um, striking systems for me, right? And I think that that is uh, very beneficial, right? It's worked out for us in our programs and studying different styles that, that are specialized in different ranges for different reasons. That's another approach to follow. Like I just, I look at it in terms of methods, you know, it's like, what are the methods that I'm using to teach people? And, you know, how can I delineate this out? I, I always am big on telling people this uh, is sort of a stereotypical assertion, but once you start teaching things to people, then you really, you start uh, deriving that next level of understanding when you're organizing uh, all your information and thinking about it logically. And then too, for me as a coach, like seeing the mistakes people have, the frustrations, uh, seeing places where they might uh, struggle or, you know, um, those are things that like where I'm always revising our curriculum for the next go around, like with our kids and adults, like taking note of things that did not work so well. And I think that's a lot of times why you get um, people straying from uh, <clears throat> studying certain styles is or certain phases, why you would get a Muay Thai gym that doesn't teach clinch or doesn't show catching kicks, liabilities and things that go into that. And it's like, yes, maybe those are Western problems, right? <clears throat> and then on the kickboxing spectrum, it's like, you research the history of that. There are some, like, I mean, I study like super foot system stuff and Joe Lewis fight systems. Like that's a, a lot <clears throat> with my coach's lineage. He's also a ninth degree black belt in Taekwondo. So again, it's like, uh, you know, he's, he's also fourth degree in jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's like, you can't be closed minded. It's like that guy's produced golden gloves champions, knows more about striking. Zach's kicked me in the top of the head I tell people, it's like, if I could get out of his wrist locks, I would, but I can't, you know? And um, that is, uh, you know, my my inspiration has been derived from having open-mindedness. I've been dogmatic in my approaches in the past and not studied leg locks and things like that, but it's like, at the end of the day, if you are a martial artist, particularly a mixed martial artist, I think that you should apply that approach to all that you do. And again, the follow-up topics we'll do on this is Eastern and Western boxing. And then also American and Asian approaches to jiu-jitsu and the culture, right? What I mean by that is if you're looking at Japanese jiu-jitsu, judo, aikido versus Brazilian jiu-jitsu and the, and the flows and connections and ties that sort of lengthen there you know it's it's a fascinating topic I, I always cite Hicks and Gracie he has a black belt and and or a coral belt also but he he's obviously Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu but in Judo and Aikido and it's like and we live in a time when it's like you would be ridiculed for training Aikido like if you're a Jiu-Jitsu guy like the Jiu-Jitsu culture is that so um, I'm going to try and break down some of those stereotypes in these next couple of um videos so thanks for listening um 
again, this will be in the Sports Unraveled playlist where you can get your fix on boxing, kickboxing, judo, jiu-jitsu, MMA topics. Um, maybe some <clears throat> fight breakdowns and stuff. We've done some different things with that. Uh, but uh, check that out. And then also um, I'll be sharing this on our Force of Martial Arts and Fitness YouTube page. We're trying to grow our subscribers there. So um, if you want to go on over and uh, click the little bell and uh, subscribe, we upload content about every week. Sort of been getting balanced out the whole podcasting and YouTubing game for um, just podcasting is kind of what I do. Um on the side, I guess you could say, uh, along with uh, teaching history and, you know, teaching classes at the gym and capturing videos for that and, and doing that side of the YouTube. So, but it's all a serious labor of love and enjoy it. Appreciate everybody listening and uh, the continued support. Please leave us a comment and uh, thanks for listening. See you.